Welcome to Active Word with Bishop Ishmael Sam of the Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Called of God, he ministers under the anointing of his father, Bishop Daghiwad Mills. Bishop Sam is the resident bishop of the Loyalty House International, Abbey Dawenya, of the Dawenya Afenya Link Road. He oversees many churches, both in Ghana and abroad. May the power of God be activated in your life today as you listen to Active Word. Just look straight at me, and I only had one answer when he asked, How do you plead? I plead the blood on my behalf. I plead the blood.
Hallelujah. We know that all things work together for good. That something good is going to happen to you. Give the Lord a shout. You don't know who is shouting, who is not shouting. Though we hear some noises. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you for today. We give you praise. We give you glory for this wonderful opportunity to be in your presence. We know we are not living the same as we came. We are living here blessed. We are living here with counsel from on high. We are living here better than we came in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Touch every heart here. Touch every life here. You know the need of every heart here. You know the problems, the cry of every single person here. Holy Spirit, as we move about in this place, Touch each individual today. Touch me particularly. Touch everyone in particular. And may we live here with a testimony. After two days, after three days, may we realize to our surprise that the Lord has done a miracle in our lives. Yes, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Put us together and take your seats. It's always important that you come to church. Always important that you come to church. When you come to church and the Holy Spirit is moving, a lot of things happen. A lot of things happen and um, you live with a blessing. You know, last Sunday, I was talking to a brother, someone who comes to church. And I was saying, but I called him. That I've been seen in church, him in church in a while. And um, so I said, I want to see you coming Sunday. That was last week, Sunday. So he came. And after the service, I was talking to him and I was asking why he had not been coming to church. And he told me a whole lot of issues. Issues ranging from here to there. 
a whole lot of issues that he's been going through, the family has been going through, and all those things. When he finished, they told him, but this is why you should even have come to church. Because the issues, the Bible says, come unto me, all you done labor and heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. The issues are rather what should bring you to, not that you should come to church because of issues, but when they come to, you need, it doesn't have to let you stay away from church. You should rather come. Don't solve the problem before you come. Because yeah, there are some problems. You need supernatural power. You need divine intervention. So I spoke to him and um, we left. In the course of the week, then I had a test from him. And he, I read the test. And he said when he went to work, his boss called him and handed him a letter. And he was wondering what is in the letter. What is, there? What is in this letter? Then to his surprise, when he opened the letter, he had been promoted. No, from nowhere. He wasn't expecting from anywhere. And since he sent the test, I've not even, I don't know whether I even responded because we're in a camp. You see, and I, I'm, I'm, he's here, so I'm talking to all of you. I'm talking to him too and all of you. Then I'm telling look, hard times are not the times to stop coming to church. You know, you think I have problems. I have this, I have this, so that's why I'm not, I want, you know, I feel so sad. That is when rather you come to church. I mean, who knows what God did when he came on Sunday that he went and they promoted him. When I say it, you may know, you may, some of your mind is fast, you may know what I'm talking about. Just got a promotion, you have been promoted to this. And he was so shocked. So those of you on Facebook listening to me, on radio, and those of you here who are not regular, Maybe today you are here because you are happy. <laughs> I want you to know that it is not only times of happiness. We come to church irrespective of how you feel. Are you here with me? Irrespective of how you feel. And it is God. You remember when I was praying, I said, look, Holy Spirit, just move through. As I'm preaching, I may not mention what you are going through. I may not even know why you came to church, what problem brought you to church. But remember that we have come into the presence of God. As he moves through, you see, he, he, he ministered to every one individual person. He solves our needs. You know, he answers our prayers. One day, a minister of God was preaching. And as she was preaching, the Lord opened her eyes. The Lord opened her eyes. And she saw that the roof of the building was open. And an angel from heaven came. Just as we are meeting like this, you see, you see that the roof is but there was no roof. And then angel came. The angel went straight to one particular person. And then but she saw a lot of blood, a lot of blood and things like a, a doctor um, doing a surgery or something. So there was a surgical operation and the angel left with blood and everything went up. So she didn't know what was happening. But later she realized that it was a kind of vision, a kind of vision. And what was happening is that as the service was going on, the person didn't feel anything. But an angel had come to perform a surgery or maybe some sickness or disease that was hiding somewhere, either to kill her or maybe the person had even been to the hospital. They say you are going to die or whatever, whatever happened. But an angel came. And some of you, as you are preaching, boy, you know, an angel is bringing you your employment letter. And those things, they happen also when the saints gather. Do you get it? 
So don't think that church service is just coming, hearing the word, and going. Bible says we have come into an unnumerable company of angels. You get it? So come to church. You may be sitting there. The, the day you probably may feel very bored in church. Maybe the day that your miracle will come. Are you getting what I'm saying? Maybe, please, when I'm trying to say, I can still say amen. Uh-huh. So, the day you don't feel like saying amen is the day you should say amen. For all you know, one amen means one world breaking. So, come to church regularly knowing that you are coming to meet God. And your miracle will come your way. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to start a very, very important series from today. And before I start my series, I want to give you a special introduction to my series. There can be no better introduction to this series than this person who is encouraging us to do this series. So can you play this special introduction for me, and then I can go on with my preaching. If you can, if you are not ready, I will. If you had a spiritual leader like Hello, Bishop where are you? Mills, Please, if you are not you ready, if you are not ready, just stop it. Are you ready? Okay. So my preaching today is a very, very powerful preaching. Amen. And I want all of you to be part of this message that I'm going to preach. It's going to bless your heart. It's going to help you. You're going to make a better Christian. Hallelujah. Wonderful. I know you have heard a lot of things in the air, isn't it? In the air. And so, just concentrate what I'm preaching. Just concentrate what I'm preaching. When you become an Air Force person, then you arrest things in the air. But since you are here in the ground, listen to what I am preaching. It will help you by the time you live here. Amen. Wonderful. Now, I am starting a, pre, a series on Anna. Anna. I'm going to start a preaching or a series on Anna. And um, you'll get to know that honoring is very, very, very important. And honoring helps relationships. You see, honoring helps relationships. And honoring is very, very important. Honor is a biblical command. Honoring is a biblical command. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 3. Sorry, Romans 13, 7. Romans 13, 7. Honoring is a biblical command. It says that render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. And honor to whom honor. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Shall we read? Please, your Bible should never be on your phone. If you don't have a tablet, a tablet should be at least seven inch by seven inch at least. You can bring a computer, uh, whatever, or even laptop on your store, but from seven inch upward, 
If it's a phone, bring a real Bible. If it's a phone, pastors, if it's a phone, bring a real Bible. Bring a real Bible. Be Christians and hold Bibles. Bibles have never stopped Christians. That's why you don't read your Bible. You get it. Bring your real Bible. If you don't have a tablet, a real, nobody should, from next you don't bring a phone as a Bible to church again. Don't bring a phone as a Bible to church again. Are you here? Are you, are you, are you okay with me? Don't bring a phone. If I see you, especially in front here, I'll mention your name and tell you to go and sit at the back. So bring a Bible. If you don't have a tablet, nobody is forced you to get a tablet. Get a Bible. Open King James. Let me see King James. King James Bible, big one. Dicks, bring it to church and open it and circle it. Your phone, you not circle it. And you forget the verses and if you are not blessed. You see, and you'll be there, WhatsApp will come and you go and check it and come and you have been distracted. You have been distracted. Satan is using all these things to distract you. You can't see. You can't see. Look at William's Bible. Is that Bible? Some of you haven't seen Bible before. Let me tell you the Bible. Can you believe it? Some people here have not seen Bibles before. Bring your Bible, let me. This is a Bible. This is a Bible. This is a Bible. Say so what Bishop is holding is a Bible. Now I've seen a Bible. Bring yours too. These are, these, these are pastors, you see. They all have um, tablets. So yeah, they came with Bibles. And they are, they are circling it, see. They are circling. But you, you are there. You say you, are, you have brought your phone. And doing calculations. Or you are, every day you are checking your balance at EcoBank. You are checking your balance at this thing. The balance is the same. It doesn't change. The balance is still the same. You are expecting miracle money. You see, so please bring your Bibles to church. If you don't have a tablet, bring a Bible to church. Are you here? Tell the person next time. I'm expecting you to bring your big Bible. And I'm not talking about Gideon's New Testament, the black, small, blue one. No, that one is New Testament. Amen. Okay, so shall we all read Romans? Somebody said, Today alone I brought my phone, it's when this prayer has come. <laughs> Romans 13 12. Romans 13 12. Let's all read it together. Ready? Go. Romans 13 12. That, is that what I said? 13 7. Romans 13 7. Where did I see Romans 13 12? Romans 13 7. What does it say? They are Jews. Tribute, custom, fear, honor. I, they have some people you have to fear them all. No matter who they are. If a policeman stops you and he says, Master, bring your lines, don't go and do too long. That fear him and obey. Do you get it? If you are going to get married and they say that, Bring this, bring that, bring that. Custom is due. Please, you can negotiate to make it in the form of money, but it's still custom. You can't say to me, I cannot this type of things. I'm, since I got born again, I don't, I don't move by customs. You never get a person to marry. And then also tributes. And then Anna. Anna. So there are some people. They, you have to honor them. 
Are you getting me? There are some people you have to analyze. So this is a biblical command. It's from the Bible. Say, Anna, give it. If the person is due it, give it to the person. Don't hold it back. Hallelujah. And you get to know that great relationships flourish when Anna is given where it is due. Relationships flourish. They, they become better, nice, easier. When Anna is given in the, in the relationship to whom Anna is due, so that no matter what happens, you know that this person is due Anna. No matter how the person relates, no matter how the person, whatever does with you, you still know, you know, and it makes the relationship better and nicer. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if you have no honor, you don't have great relationships. Yes. You don't, you don't, you don't honor. You don't have great relationships. Yes. If you don't honor, and then, so he said in every relationship, especially upward, you see that will, um, um, it's very important that you honor. Now we have to honor is if you want to have a great relationship with God. If you want to have a great relationship with God, then you have to honor him. Do you get it? You have to honor him if you want to have a great relationship with God. Because there are certain relationships that are very important. They are very, very important. There are also degrees and levels of honor. Degrees and levels of honor. For instance, the honor you will give to God can never be the same honor you give to me. Are you getting what I'm saying? The honor you give to God can never be the same honor you give to man. In fact, God even has said that he says he's a jealous God. He doesn't share his glory and honor with any man. If you do that, the man will suddenly become something else. So he doesn't do that. But if you want a great relationship with God, try to honor God. You get it? And one of the ways to honor God, to show respect to God, is to honor his presence with you, the Holy Spirit with you. You know that the, the God factor in your life is the Holy Spirit in you and the Holy Spirit with us. The God Father is the Holy Spirit with you and the Holy Spirit with us. And therefore, can you imagine if your father is standing in front of you and you use certain words, you dishonor the person. So in the presence of certain people, you don't say certain things. You don't behave in a certain way. You get it. So if you know that the Holy Spirit is in you, and you want to honor God, you realize there are certain things you don't do just because you want to, you want to fear God. Honor also comes from fear. Are you get what I'm saying? Are you here with me? So you, you honor God by all those things, which I'm sure will come to. So it's very important that you honor God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit if you want to have a relationship with them. If, you, if, I, if, if a man tells you that you are looking for a job, so come at 7 a.m., then 6.50 or 6.30, you are standing there. The gate is not open. open. You are standing there. And then you are coming to have a relationship meeting with God every Sunday. And you come and it start at 10. And you come at 11.30, except certain situations. You are, it's not honor. It's not honor. Do you get it? There's so many ways you dishonor somebody without knowing. It's not honor. The member, the person hasn't said anything, doesn't show that he's accepted whatever you are doing. It's not honor. So honoring is in so many ways, and it helps relationships. Amen. 
Another important relationship you need to build and maintain and therefore you need to honor is to honor your prophet. The prophet, your pastor, your husband. Hey. I heard a woman say, hey, why? <laughs> Bless surprised. When I say my husband, I say, hey, it's husband. Husband is there. Honor your husband. Amen. Honor your husband. And there are a lot of people in your life that you need to honor. Hallelujah. So, honoring makes relationship what? Great. And the type of honor you give to somebody shows how you value the person. You get it. It shows how you value the person. And often, I mean, on and on, I'm beginning to see how Christians are dishonoring God in so many ways. So many ways. And you ask yourself, is it really the God that they claim they serve that they are, they, they, they are going to meet or whatever? Amen. So we need to honor. Even sometimes, you see the way people say things about a thing shows whether they honor the thing or not. Yes. Whether they should. For instance, if your child finishes school, very intelligent, very, I mean, brilliant, intelligent, and you are choosing a job for the person, it will not occur to the person to go to Bible school. It will not occur to you because <laughs> you rather be, oh, you know, then go and work at the United Nations, but not go and go to Bible school. And all of you are sitting here looking at me. That's why you are, you are planning big things. Big things. You will not say go to Bible school and go and learn and become a pastor. And even if you go and tell uh, uh, um, your friend, oh, I'm going to so say, what? The person is too intelligent for that. Is it so pastors don't be a mood you? One day, one day, somebody brought a son to the Bible school, a Bible school. And we realized that the son was not normal. So we asked him, we asked him whether he had, he, she had, I think the mother or father, okay, one of them, okay. We asked whether the person had other children. And when he mentioned the children, they were all doing this in the U.S., doing that, they were all, General, why did you bring this? And then we got, we got this one is bon bonkers. So that is why you brought it. It's just, I don't know, maybe so far. So you see the honor. You see, that alone shows. When we think of honor, that shows the way we take the thing. That this one, it doesn't deserve intelligent people. It doesn't deserve this kind of persons. So that's why they can tell that, how can you go to university and go and do missions? You get it. How can you go to university and go and do this? Because see, you, you, are, you don't know that in your heart you are dishonoring the work of God. You don't know that in your heart, one day I gave somebody to counsel a brother. And I wanted the brother to do something in the house of the Lord. But when the brother came and I asked, oh, when I went, he gave me a lot of things about the business I was supposed to start. No, I told him that I wanted you to help this person to become a serious Christian. He came back with notes on the business he was about to do. And I was like, wow. And that's what some of you are doing. You see, and it's a kind of dishonor that you don't, it's in your heart. You have dishonored God, but you don't know. 
Sanat God that you don't know. Hey. Every time we have to ask for forgiveness. Oh. So we need to know that Anna itself shows how you value something. You see, Anna itself shows how you value a person. So today, as we move on, I want us to know how to honor with ease. You see, how to honor with what? Ease. You honor with ease. Easy. Easy to do. Amen. So again, he says, render therefore to all their dues. Isn't it? Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom is due. Fear to whom fear is due. Honor to whom honor is due. Amen. Now, if the concept of honoring is a problem for you, then you really have a problem. Yes. But if you understand honoring and the blessings of honoring someone who is due, honor to whom honor is due, who is due honor, and you, you, have, you find it difficult to do, then there is a problem with you. There is a problem you do. It means that in your heart, you don't accept the person. You are probably disloyal to the person or you're actually rebellious in your heart against the person. But just that you don't say it. You don't say it. That's why it, it will be so difficult to honor someone who is due honor. Who is due honor. It means there is something in your heart that despises um, um, that thing or that person or whoever. It's due, if it's find difficult to give your first and best, but say, honor the Lord with your uh, uh, increase and the first and best of all that is with your substance and the first and best of all that increase. If you find it difficult to do, there is a problem. There is a problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it must be so easy for you to do it. Easy. Happily. Happily. Amen. So we want to see how to do it with ease. How many of you want to know how to do it with ease? Oh, only five people. How many of you want to know how to do it with ease? Okay. God bless you. Now, the first thing to do, to honor with ease, do you get it? Is to honor with love and faith. Honor with what? Honor with what? Gift, I didn't hear you. Honor with what? Love and faith. If you have love and faith, for what you are honoring, and you do it with ease. In fact, you don't even think about it. You do it before you realize that you have done it. Amen. You do it before you realize. Without, and you see, often the problem has been that that honor goes to a human being. Apart from even God's want you don't, some don't do it easy. But when it comes to other, let's say, your pastor, your prophet, whatever, and it, it involves a human being you see that that one becomes even more difficult the concept of honoring another human being like you it becomes even more difficult hallelujah but it is about time you believe in that beauty you know the beauty of honoring 
beauty of honoring, the blessing of honoring. Do it from your heart. You begin to see that if you truly understand, you get it, honor, and you truly love who deserves to be honored, you will be blessed. And you do it with ease. You do it with ease. Very good example in the Bible is Martha and Mary. Mary and Martha. How many of you know Mary and Martha? You have Mary and Martha. They just loved Jesus. They just loved him. Hallelujah. And they always wanted to show their love to Jesus. So you could see that they were doing it with ease. And Jesus was also blessing them with ease. It's as simple as that. They were doing it with ease. Jesus was also blessing them with ease. Amen. So love, love is one of the things that makes you to honor someone. If you love the person right from your, from your heart. So you also say that honoring is a natural product of love. You can also say that honor or honoring is a natural product of love. If a person loves you, he honors you or she honors you. It's as simple as that. Amen. That is why when you see the people, when they see the beloved at first, they shower them with gifts. Because love is fear. But when? Then the gifts start going down. Amen. So, it is important that you tune your relationship to the love frequency. You know, some of us, our relationship is not in the love frequency. It's still in the normal, natural frequency. That's why it's so difficult. Are you getting what I'm saying? So difficult to love. But if you love somebody, if you love, I'm honored because I love the person, I have faith and love. You don't, you don't struggle. You don't struggle. You love God. I always say that one of the things that you show that you, are, you love God is the ease with which you give your first and best, first and offering. That's all. The, ability, the ease and regularity, it shows. So you realize that all the time you say, I love you, Lord. I give my heart to you. And all those that love, the love is not really love. So you find it so difficult to give to that person. Amen. Now, you realize that that is why some people even get blessings that they don't if you like in the nature, they don't deserve. You see, they are even blessed by people who maybe are not their relatives, are not their best, but because they feel love from them or they show love to them, you get it, they bless them. Because people do things, when a person does things out of love, you feel it. You feel it. And when you feel it, you, you really want to bless the person. You really look at Martha and Mary. We will come to that later. But look at how God blessed them because of the ease with which they loved him. When he comes to visit them, oh, they are, they are competing as to who should sit with him and who should go and serve. They are competing as to who should sit with him as he's talking. Because Charlie, his words, eh? Charlie, his words are sweet. I like him when he's talking. I'm sure if you were there at that time, they are competing to who will marry Jesus. 
I'm sorry if you were there at that time. You know, when, because Jesus is not here with us, eh, sometimes we think we will not say that. But many of the things we say about men of God, eh, if Jesus was present to you, you would say the same thing about him. But Jesus was a natural man, who, walking around just as us. You get it? So you would have been said worse things again because he's not here. And now you know that he's Jesus. That's why you don't say all those things. But I could imagine somebody, ah, this Mary and Martha, they should allow Jesus to choose. choose. Why are they for scanning like that? Why are they for scanning to get Jesus' attention? Well, they were just showing love. Genuine love. Amen. And so sometimes the people even show genuine love and then they get blessed by people who, who can bless them. So for instance, maybe you have a pastor and instead of showing him love, you are not able to show the love, but somebody from outside can show the pastor that love and then that love provokes the person to be, the, the, provokes a blessing on that person. But you rather do not get that blessing because you don't love the person. You get it? And also that is why you see that many children, some children, don't get the benefits that their parents can give to them. Yeah. Because sometimes when you receive things so easily, you tend to, if you like, belittle it. Yeah. So you see many rich people who have handed things over to their children. They receive it, but they don't honor their parents in a certain way. Because they don't see the struggles. They don't even value what has been given to them. They actually don't even value what has been given to them. You get it. Let's say, let's say if you are in a, in a church and somebody starts a church, builds the church, and you come in and then you are made a pastor in the church because you don't know how the person has struggled to come to this level. You don't even value. You don't even think of what has gone on into the church. Yes. You not. Look. There were times that people were missionaries to places that there were no buildings. But now, when you are a missionary, you go and there's a building waiting for you. So, uh, so what will you, what will happen is that you will not value the building. But one who has gone to a place that there's no building and has forced to build, he, when he sees the building, he values it. He values it. Look, some of you think that this church just came here. When we came, there was nothing here. So those who were here, when we were coming here to work here, they value it more than you. You today you can't air condition in the church. So you don't even value it. You get it. Because you are in the thing. And often that's the problem with many children. You see, when their parents have struggled for them and they come into things, and the parents want them to, you know, want them to enjoy. It's like, oh, you don't need to struggle the way I've struggled. You just go straight and enjoy everything. They rather even think that they, they are, it is their right. They have a right. They deserve it. They don't rather see that, oh, this is a, this is a privilege. And sometimes somebody has given that I should rather love the person, honor the person. It's like, I deserve it. Yeah, sorry. Entitlement. I deserve it. So people don't usually... You know, I, I, I know a story that um, a billionaire, a billionaire, 
Do you get it? He gave five million dollars to his housekeeper. Yes, when he was going to die, he gave what? Five. It's documented. I can show. He gave five million dollars of his wealth to the house help, housekeeper. And you know how much he gave to his children? Should I tell you? Hundred dollars each. Yes. Because as he was with them, he realized that their children have become so ungrateful, so familiar, they don't honor him. Even he put his chair there to be ironed, they will not iron it. They will leave and the housekeeper will come and iron it. He does it, they will not do anything, they will not polish his shoe. They will not so as he was there, he could see who was serving him with love. He could see who was really the person giving him honor. Who was giving the honor to him. So what did that, what happened? When he died, and they went to read his will, Hi. five children, $100, $100, $100. You see, the one who loved and honored with ease has provoked a certain blessing. Yeah. It's a good place to put your hands together for Jesus. You see, because of the air conditioner, Papa, God, the air condition, put your hands together for you so that you can come alive. So, the person was honored. Another man, he said that his, he gave how much is, when the man was going to die, he gave millions of dollars to his cat. You can go and Google it. And I'm sure you've heard it. Millions of dollars to the cat. And he gave specific instructions that they should look after the cat and use the money to do research to see how they can do for cat diseases. But the cat in the house loved him more than the people in the house. Yeah. He, could <laughs> he could feel the love from the cat than the human beings. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? If you had the human beings in the house, Anything, they were just waiting for him to die so that he would share his properties. Anything that happens, you know, when you go, sometimes he goes home, he's so sad, he needed a friend, and only the cat will come in. The cat is there, all oh, the oh, guy, they, they, they've left him, but they are somewhere minding their business. Hey, may this never be your portion in Jesus' name. He gave millions of dollars to the cat. But look at what he, but to his wife, he gave a Bible. So that you listen to his wife, he gave a Bible so that it will help her to change her route and disrespectful ways. To the wife, he gave a Bible. And to the cat. <laughs> it was all alone that the man was in the house. He knew that the wife was not honoring him. But I probably the way the wife was serving him, the way the wife was talking to him, the way the wife was dealing with him and everything. So he watched and said, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. He said, if you honor me, I will honor you. If it is honor me, I will dishonor you. So he also waited. When he died, and the wife did a very big funeral, and everything, they went to sit down to read the will. Then she realized that she was... When she saw the Bible, she said, this will be the things in it are a lot for a big Bible like that. And she had underlined some passages of the Bible about wives and husbands. 
So when she got it, then the man said, this is your inheritance. You read it so that you can change your ways. Hey! It is, these are all true stories. So. These are all true stories. So it's very, very important. Recently, I was watching a film. And in the film, a man had died and had given his inheritance to, I think, a maid or somebody in the house. So the family had come together to fight their will in court. They had come together because they said, no, we will not agree. And they were bringing all sorts of reasons why they thought it wasn't true. But at the end of the day, it was true. The man actually gave it. It's because when you honor, Anna will come. If you don't honor, Anna will not come. Amen. If you ever Google Karawood in 1992, you see, she was also given a whole lot of blessings. She was a good employee, bright, friendly, and helpful. One customer, Bill Craston, liked her so much that he always sat in her section. Anytime she goes, the way she served the man, she always liked, he always liked, so anytime she, he goes, he will look for where she's serving. Because she was serving with love and honor. A widower with no children, he went daily to the restaurant for his meals and some company. You know, the man was old, his wife was dead. So when he goes, as you are serving, you know, sometimes you are serving, the person may ask a question, not that he, he loves you or something. But the person just needs some company. Now this man, after he died at the age of 82, left her half a million dollars, just like that. Just take it. Just for serving me with love. And making me feel, somehow, feel like I have, a, I have company when I come to the restaurant. So what I'm saying is that love makes you honor with ease. If you love somebody, you serve with ease. Sometimes if you, if you see that somebody is serving with, with struggle, your person is struggling to serve you, it, is, it shows the level of love or to honor you. It shows the level of love the person has. Amen. Are you here with me? So to serve with ease, just love. Just love. If you love Jesus, it shows how easily you honor him. If you love God, it shows how easily you come to church, you raise your hand, you, you kneel, you, how you rush to church. It shows. Amen. What's the next way to honor with ease? Honor with ease. Is to honor with acceptance and admiration. Honor with what? Anna with what? Anna with what? Say it with all of us. Acceptance and admiration. Hallelujah. You know, without accepting a person, you get it, and admiring the person, you cannot honor the person. You get it. And then some say, how can you honor, accept, um, how can you accept a man and admire a man? A fellow human being. You get it. But you know that the honor and admiration is for an anointing. If you come, let's say, to a man of God, it's for the anointing. You are honoring because of this on the person. 
Do you get it? Two human beings who are the same. If one is, um, a, um, let's say, a military officer, and another one is normal, a normal person, a civilian, huh, a civilian, and they come and people stand up and salute. Were they both not human beings? Are they not both human beings? But what makes one salute the other and not salute the other one? Because of what the person is carrying. Because the person is carrying the, the, the ranks and the badges. You get it? So people stand up. Is the president of the human being? The president of Ghana is not a human being. If the president walks in here now, look at the judges. When they are coming, they put the white wig and the red gown coming like that. Cry. And you are in the court. Go rise. If you like, sit down. If you are a man, if you are a man, sit down. And some of you have, see, if God should charge you for contempt, even this morning, when God's anointed was coming, even to stand up, ah, why are we standing for you, mommy? You sat down. Contempt! One time. <laughs> Why do we stand? Are we not human, all human beings? But because of what they are wearing. That's why you stand up. And you see, what they are wearing, they qualify for me to stand up. They went to school, you see. You see. They, they did hard work to get it. They earned it. That's why we are standing. You see, it don't really shows how you dishonor God. You are the one who brings down your child to Bible school. Who is? And may you never have a child like that in Jesus' name. Do you get it? It's a form of dishonor. Are you getting it? So, you need to accept and admit that the reason is that there is something on the person. The person has a certain rank. He has a certain, wears a certain robe. That is why. We are all human beings, but that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Not because of anything. I can see. I can see that the person is wearing a robe, something different. That is the anointing. I can see. Hallelujah. And you can never receive from such a person if you don't feel like honoring the person. Yes. When it comes to things like that, you have to various go to honor. But when it comes to honoring a prophet, a pastor, somebody like that, until you honor, but you cannot receive from the person. And see, a mini player in church, they are not receiving anything. No. They are not receiving anything. Because the honor that they should give, not to the person, no, but the wig and the robe the person is wearing. They are always going out of this church with contempt. And then, two weeks, Suspension from spiritual blessings. Hey! Hmm. You see, Mary and Martha, you can see that they accepted Jesus Christ as the Son of God. It's as simple as that. Acceptance and admiration. Acceptance. They accepted Him as the Son of God. They didn't have any problem. Any problem whatsoever. That this, we know some are saying that this man is a carpenter's son. This man is a they didn't have any problem. They didn't have any problem at all. As far as they were concerned, this one is this is anointed, 
is the son of God, is our pastor, is our this, and that is all that they, that is what made them to admire the person. That's all. And accepted him. That's the way he is. Hallelujah. So if you don't accept people that God brings your way, you are making a big mistake. But me, I always say, why do you go to a place, go to God, and you don't expect to be blessed? You should always expect to be blessed when you go to God. But the, the vessel God will use to bless is the same vessel you don't admire. The best thing for you to do is to go to another place you can admire the pastor. That's the best thing for you to do. Or you change your ways. It's as simple as that. Or you change your ways. So when you admire and accept, <coughs> sorry, accept a person, it brings blessings and it shows honor. And it makes it so easy. So easy. You know, there have been some people in this church. I knew when they admired me. I knew, I knew when they stopped admiring me. I know. I know when they admired me and they accepted me. And I know when they stopped admiring me and accepting me. And it's as simple as that. I know it. Hey. And when they see someone else admiring, they say, oh, Kai. have just come. Hey! So, admiring and accepting, admiration acceptance makes you honor with ease. You don't struggle. I get what I'm saying. What is the next? How many of you want to honor with ease? Ease. Blessings will come into your life with ease. Honor with a conviction. 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 You know, Ross, Anna with conviction. Mary, he, she had a conviction that the bystanders did not have. You know, one day somebody went to honor Jesus, and then as the Mary was honoring Jesus and put alabaster, but somebody said, Ah, why, what are you doing? Why are you wasting all this great substance? Do you get it? Why are you wasting all these gifts? Because up to today, the woman's story is told in the Bible. It's a memorial. This thing shall be said as a memorial. It's a memorial up to today. She honored with conviction. And please, don't do things without conviction. Don't ever do things without conviction. That is why you can't force people. We don't force you to honor God. We teach you why you must honor God. You yourself must know and be convicted in your heart and convinced in your heart that what I'm doing is for my, I'm convinced and convicted that it's good for me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. You go and see somebody who is overweight and say lose weight. If the person is not convinced, there's nothing you can do for a person to lose because losing weight is not easy. Yes. You know, I, was, I used to be very fat. Those of you, those of you don't even know. I'd be very fat. One day I became convicted and convinced. Nobody told me. I became convinced and convicted that I, I, hey, hey, please, please. Can the boy go out? I became convinced and convinced that I need to lose weight. And the things I didn't think that I could ever do, come and see me. 
Nobody was on me. But this one is also conviction. Come and see me. Regular. From this to this. From this to this. From this to this. You have to do 40 minutes work. This, I did. But I started having the results. Yeah. Then after a while, the conviction was trying to go again. You need to be convinced that this is what I have to do. And that's why, see, like something the Bible says, without faith, you see, until you are convinced and convicted, you can't do anything with faith, especially with the things of God. We are bringing your tithe. You have to have faith. You have to have faith that pastor preached, but I am convinced in my heart it's a good thing for me. It's as simple as that. I mean, you know you can bring your first event because we stand up. And you do the way you are, you can see that you have to stand. So you try to bring. So you have brought it to, but it's not that you are convinced, convinced and convicted in your heart. So Jesus walked with the disciples for a long time. And then it got to a time. He asked them, look, you guys have walked with me for a long time. You've seen so many, but who do you say that I am? Who do men say that I am? And then they spoke. They said, you yourself. What do you say about me? Do you get it? It means that it came to a time that Jesus wanted them to have a conviction, their own personal conviction of what they are doing and why they are doing it. And so, first of all, he said, who do men say that I am? And all of them, some say this, some say that, that one, they say, but who do you say that I am? And that question was to let them know that you understand what you are doing. And then Peter spoke. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. They said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. And Jesus said that upon this confession, not, you see, people think that it's, it, um, the, the church, is, uh, Peter also means rock. So when he said, upon this rock, I'll build my church, it, you think he was referring to Peter, but he was referring to the confession that Jesus Christ that revelation that you are the Christ, the son of the living God, if you have that revelation, that conviction, that is what the church is built on. But see, there are so many people working these days and doing things without conviction. Without conviction. So many people. Because Jesus knew that as they were going to do the ministry, they were going to face problems. He knew that they were going to be crucified. Some were going to bent and everything. So he, he needed them. And when those times come, when the hard times come, when the difficulties come, when you are at a point that even you are offended by whatever, that the conviction you have in you is what will determine what you do. Can you imagine, you know, Peter, when he was being crucified, he said, I don't want to be unnet. By being crucified the same way my Lord and Master was crucified like this. So he instructed them to turn him upside down. This is conviction. Can you imagine if Peter didn't know that Jesus was a Christ? And then the Holy Spirit had not revealed. But only what the pastor said is what he knew. And the pastor has died. Ah. Peter would tell him that, listen, I'm not a fool. To die now, who would, who would do that? So you, 
The man said he, that he has gone. Just left, just leave me alone. But he was convicted and convinced. You cannot. Is it that's why you see some people? They will say if you take there's a teaching on loyalty. You're teaching on loyalty. You can see some people. They can preach on loyalty. Eh? Hey. Even you think you are not loyal. They can preach on loyalty. As you are sitting, realize that you are not loyal. Say no, no, no. You need to do something about your loyalty. But the same people, the same people, something happens, and they 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 they, they change. And you ask, ah, so all the time you were saying this, why were you saying it? What was going through your mind? That you can you can even say, look at look at us, loyalty. Look at what loyalty has made us. Loyalty to give us a large and a successful ministerial team. Look at what loyalty has done to us. Go to every what how many 96 nations or so we are on. What took us there? Loyalty. Loyal people who go and say that I have come to do mission, I've come to build a church, and I will be loyal, I'll be faithful. That is why it is there. This church is here because of loyalty. When I came to Tema, almost every big church I met in Tema, the pastor around good. Almost every big church, two or three pastor gener generation like that have around they've left the church. But we are still here. We are still here. That is why we have cathedrals. That's why we have buildings. That's why we can do what we are. We are still here. It built a large and a successful ministerial team. Loyalty. When did loyalty become evil? When? When did it become evil? When did it become a bad thing? Who here will want to start a, 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 an organization or even um, um, a pem -pem store? Or um, a business or a pem -pem store? And you want to work with people who are not faithful? One day somebody had a hotel. And he realized that every and when they bring the money, is that the hotel was running at a loss. So he just changed the workers and brought a lawyer person there. From that day, the hotel business changed. Every day they were having money. What was happening? So this lawyer person was just siphoning. So those of you who don't have money in your destiny, you, you go and check. You just change the person for two days. You say you start having money. And the person is my cousin. You'll be there. Faithfulness! So if you are not convinced and convicted, then don't say what you are saying. It only shows why you did what you were doing. Maybe for other motives. Do you, why do you think Jesus asked them? Because Jesus knew that, look, he said the gates of hell shall not prevail. He knew the gates of hell will come. Something will come against you. So whatever you hear, you need to be convinced about it. It makes you do things so easily and effortlessly. Hallelujah. And I tell you something, I will be very much afraid, me, I'll be afraid of somebody who has told me today that I love you. You are the only this. You are the only then tomorrow. They will say, you are the devil. You are the this. You are, I said, hey, so why you were saying Allah, was it because of my money? Or what? Why were you saying all those things you were saying? Why were you saying all those that you were saying? Even you didn't have a conviction. I'm sorry to say that. You, you had no conviction. Sorry? 
great actor. Great actor. Amen. You know, acting is a profession. Yeah. That's why people have become millionaires, Rambo and all those things. They are millionaires and because they knew how to act. But see, anything you act, a time cast, we all know that you are acting. You get it. A time cast, something will bring the acting, almost actual things. You bring the acting. Amen. So, beloved, you need to be convinced yourselves. You know, some of you, you are in the church. Oh. Anything you hear, you are confused. I don't even know what to think. Oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what to think. Oh. Anything. When Abraham said, we are persuaded of this. Tomorrow you hear that, you are happy. Anything you hear, you are confused. Then where is your conviction? Where is your conviction? And whoever told you that, if you love somebody, you will not have problems with the person. Whoever told you that? Ever since you married that your wife? Or that your husband? Ah. Tell the person, Chere. You have made your face, I said, like, I come to listen to what I will say today about whatever. Have a conviction. You came to church, come in here, and what is it? What is it? What is it? Where is your conviction? You come, you must be able to say, look, I don't even need to hear any explanation. I am convinced. It's as simple as that. Abba, Jesus says I've come out of the dead. And some people say we're going to steal his body. Now you want to go and do prove whether his body was stolen. Or, what are you going to see whether the body is not there? So what are you going to do? Whether you have to do DNA to see who, all the bulls. My friend, be convicted and be convinced. Hallelujah. What answers do you need? Why was so sad like it's It's like eh, a lot of things are moving in the air, moving in the atmosphere. We want to see whether it is true or not. You too, do you know what I've heard about you? Hey, I remember I remember somebody in Ghana some time ago. Those of you are old enough. A very prominent person in the society called him and said, Hey, and I said, Baby, I'm a Fabian, I'm going to come some money. I guess I know. I said, No, share. No, we didn't tell you, I'm going Those who are old will know who I'm talking about. If the mouth good advice, I said, Who didn't tell you, I'm going to No, we're coming here. Share. You know yours. So, beloved. Be convinced. If you are in this church, be convinced that you have a good pastor. You have a good father. You have a good prophet. Be convinced. Don't be confused about whatever. Don't be confused at all. There is nothing to be confused about. I am telling you. There is nothing to be confused about. And I want to know. You see, anytime I'm working with you, and if I am your friend, and somebody says, I say, I said, what did you say? Well, I wanted to know the truth. That's the, the day you saw him, that's the day you saw him, my friend. He wanted to know the truth. And if you wanted to, if there was something bothering your mind, why didn't you ask me? Why didn't you ask? Why do you have to go somewhere to hear something before you get confused? Eh? Don't bring yourself. There, you see, be convinced. Charlie, if you're in this church, eh, be convinced that you are 
following a, a pastor. Look at, I'm talking about our prophet, Bishop Daggyward Mills. Be convinced. You see, the things that, the things that this man of God has laid down to the foundation of this, you have no idea. That's why today you can say what you are saying. You have, you have no idea at all. So don't make, are you getting what I'm saying? Convinced, convicted. Look at, look at, look at some of the things that somebody has said about you just yesterday. When everything was okay. When everything was okay. Hey, you are the greatest father on earth. You are the days, even God, God doesn't come. You are this, you are that, you are that. Now, today, who forced you to say that? And what made you say that? You were acting. Were you acting? See that you were acting. Now a devil has said you to you. Two things. See that you were acting. Now a devil has sent you. It's just, it's just as simple as. There's no other explanation. There's no other explanation. Are you here with me? Or you are thinking of your five million dollar. Um, Inheritance that they give to somewhere else. Amen. So Anna, you see, you can Anna with ease. You know, there are some of you here. I'm sure you have heard things about me. And when you heard it, you got confused. Hey, hey, I'm finding. Okay, me, I want to know the truth. You want to know the truth? Do you know the truth? And you, you see, God, that's why God didn't put you in a certain position. Because some of you, when God puts you in a position, anything you hear, you will say. Maybe if something happens to someone, you come and ask you. So everything I will tell you. Because I am in a position of trust. So I will not explain, I cannot explain everything. I'm in a position of trust. Do you get it? So not everything I can tell you. So at a point, I leave you yourself to judge. And as a man thinketh, and a woman thinketh, so is she, and so is he. Who bet me I ain't because we bet me I. The church is nice. Everybody is now convinced. Hey. Amen. So let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe us in his anointed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anna, according to rank. 1 Samuel 2.26. I hope you are going home blessed. You are going home settled in your heart. If you close and a friend can say, so this thing that you say, why didn't you answer this? I said, my friend, if you have any question, go to him and go and ask him. As for me, I am convinced. It's as simple as that. As for me, look, Charlie, allow me to honor my God, honor my pastor. And, and we are going to honor, God willing, Founders Day is um, 14 December. The next, the nearest Sunday is 16 December. <laughs> 16th, 15th May. The, the nearest Sunday is 16th December. We, 16th May. 
I think 16 December is going to be some blessing for somebody here. Jared, write it down. 16 December, some breakthrough is coming somewhere. The way I'm talking about some honor is coming your way some 16 December somewhere. Uh-huh, but now let's go back to May. 16th May. Oh, um, 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 um. Coincidentally, too, it becomes... No, 14th is the birthday, and 16th is the nearest Sunday. Because coincidentally, it's my 20... What? 29th or 30. Okay, do you normally remember? 29th wedding anniversary. That's when I married. 29 years. Hey. Okay. 29 years. Yes, I went to a funeral and said the man married for 62 years. I said, hey, no, I don't call you. Some have married for 62 years. You just two years. You are tired already. You can marry for 30 years with ease. You would think it's even six months. Yeah, if you think it's six months, if you honor. Because we don't even remember the date. Sometimes it's like 12 years, sometimes like this, sometimes we have to ask and see. Amen. First Samuel 2, 26. Following. And the child Samuel grew. Are you being blessed? Wonderful. And the child Samuel grew and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. Next verse, please. And there came a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, Thus said the Lord, Did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? And then the verse, next verse, please. And did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon my altar, to burn incense, to wear an effort before me? And did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel? Wherefore, kick ye at my sacrifice and at my offering, which I have commanded in my habitation. And listen, and honoreth thy sons, honoreth thy sons above me, and to make yourselves fat with the cheapest of all the offerings of Israel, my people. Hallelujah. You honor them above me. Let's go to the next verse. Wherefore, the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed, that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now, but now, the Lord saith, be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me, shall I be lightly esteemed. So, according to what I see that, see, you can say, say, why do you honor your children above me? It is like there, there's a kind of ranking in honor. In honor. And God is the above all. So in 
talking to the children about what they were doing, in effect or in essence, he was honoring the children above God. That's what I'm saying. Some of you, you honor your job above God. But if you're able to get there at 6 a.m. in spite of the traffic, but in church you can't get there at 10.30, it's a sign of dishonor. Yes. It's a sign of dishonor. You see, the children didn't come out and say we are dishonored, but you see, instead of giving God sacrifices to him, they were doing something else, and the father couldn't tell them. In other words, he was giving, he couldn't, he, he was afraid of them more than God, if you like. He was honoring them more than God. God said, look, now this is your punishment. I said I would do this, but now I've changed my mind. But now you are honoring something else above me. And some of you, you honor your children above God. You know you can do that follow-up. You know you can call that people. But say, I want to take my children here. You, you, you know if you do your time, you can do it. But just the honor. You can't see. You don't see why you can go the extra mile to do what you are supposed to do. So then you honor your wife, you honor your husband, you honor your children more than God. And many of us are doing that. And when, when, when they say it, you have all the decision to talk about eh, this and that and that. And they are saying, don't, want, don't honor your wife. They are saying, you see, go and ask Eli. You tell what, what happened to him. So honor God. There's ranking. God comes first in everything. He comes first. And if you do that, you realize that it's even so easy for you to honor any other person around you. If you know how to honor God with ease. It's so easy to honor any other person around you. Hallelujah. So, he said, why do you not honor me? And you honor, you honor your children above me. And them that honor me, I will honor. Hey. Them that honor me, I will honor. You know, sometimes you sh people show their honor by the way they take your advice or not. They show who they honor. For instance, if you come to church and you have an issue and I advise you, I counsel you. And when you live here, you go to another person, a person gives you the advice, you take that person's advice. Do you know what you have done? You have despised my advice. Yeah, so you have honored the person more than, as far as I'm concerned, more than me. Yeah, that's, you see, honor comes in so many forms. There are people who have come to see with issues. I'll tell them. When they leave here, they go and see their friends. They sit down, they talk. And then they now go by what their friends are telling them. Not what you are telling them. It's almost that like we can't trust you. We rather trust this thing. It's a, it's a kind of honor. And you see, you realize that even in terms of ranking, you have, you have dishonored something. Look, some of you, if your husband tells you to do something, maybe you're in the house, your husband says, take this for me. You don't take it. Then your pastor comes and says, take this for me. You take it for your pastor. You have dishonored your husband. Why didn't you do it when your husband told you to do it? Must it take your pastor to do it before you do it? It's a form of dishonor. Am I coming home? It's a form of dishonor. Look, in Ghana, we dishonor authority. That's why when we drink, we can throw it anywhere. But when we go to abroad, when we go abroad, 
we, we, whatever, we put it in our car, we put it, even we put it in our bags. You see ladies, you see ladies putting ice cream things in their bags. But in Ghana, we throw it away. It shows how we honor our authorities. <laughs> yeah. You see men everywhere, they are urinating. Everywhere. Even if they are written, you don't really hear on the wall. On their sword, they've written the gun. Then the people were there. <laughs> no disregard for things. Are you understanding me? So, this Anna, Anna and this Anna, it comes to so many ways. But I want you to know that Anna brings blessings. And it's a biblical command to Anna. So, 15th of, um, 14th of December. Ah, 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 okay. I know why, I know why. I won't tell you why. I won't tell you why. Those who know, they know 14th December. So, 14th May. 14th May. Is the birthday of our bishop. You see how you see how the powers of darkness have risen against him. This is a time for you to show that you are also a true child. Fourth of December. Oh, you can we celebrate him. May. Don't if I say December, it means May. From now, if I say December, I say May. We will celebrate him. Hallelujah. And then, that is why we are celebrating and marking it specially on the 16th of December. 16th of May. My catcher said, okay, May. Don't shout on me. You just, as soon as May, say it in your heart. 16th of May. Then we come here on a Sunday. And I told her how we are going to mark it to Anna. By what? Friends evangelistic service. Friends, that's how we're going to show our honor. Friends evangelistic service. We're going to have a powerful, to all of you, your friends, the friends as in the percenta, percenta, and then your friends as in, the, you have two kinds of friends, the friends as in your offices, your homes. We are stepping up to bring all of them around on the, fourth, on the 16th of May. On the 16th of May, but 14th of May is the birthday. And if I were you, I would say that one hour of today, I'll just pray for my father. Just pray as his birthday. You pray for strength. You pray for anointing. You pray, Amen. So we come, and then um, there are other activities that are going to go on. Other activities. If you feel like blessing with anything, that's up to you. You want to bless with a birthday card. You want to bless with a letter. You want to bless a letter that you took your picture and stand like this so that yeah, this is, oh, my name is this. Lord, actually, I'll take a picture you're holding a flower like that and all those things. But honor him. You are going to honor him. And then the Sunday as we come, look, that Sunday, when the time is coming, I'll show you what to wear. Amen. Okay. So it's very important 
that but it's, what is very important is the outreach part of what we are doing that day because you know the heart of our father so winning souls hallelujah so you are not doing any say bring this bring this. if the lord touches the lord touches your heart is he want to sow any seed into his life that is purely your conviction you get it otherwise we are doing evangelism and other activities that will mark that's what we've done every day on the 16th 14th and the nearest sunday of the birthday that's what we've done always it's also around mother's day that we also honor mothers honor your father and your mother you can never go away from your life amen so god willing have you been blessed today when i say god willing let's prepare your friends you see if you really want to show that you honor your dad you honor your father and, and next week god willing i'm going to talk about honoring your father and your mother and all those but if you really want to for us what it means that you're honoring the anointing our prophet is the activities of the soul winning our friends friends service everything how it goes we all show that we are honoring amen i hope you came to church today wonderful god bless you for coming god bless you for coming now you know that if you are meeting a big man and you go late you know that it's a sign of dishonor. So it's up to you and the time you come to church and everything. I know some of you, because the bus center, when the buses come, but those of you, it's within your power and you don't do. You realize that there's something that you need to answer for. Amen. Wonderful. Let's bow our heads. I want you to pray. If you can pray in town, just pray. The Lord may have understanding the word that I've heard. We have understanding of the word that I've heard in the name of Jesus. Makata, Brokataba, in the name of Jesus. 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 Now, if you are here today, you came as a visitor. Um, someone invited you, you came. Or you came here on your own. On your own. But deep, deep down in your heart, deep, deep down in your heart, you are not sure you are born again. You are not sure you are saved. You are not sure you go to heaven or hell when you die. And you want to say, please, pastor, pray for me. I want to go to heaven when I die. I want God forgiving my sins. I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. So, pastor, my friend brought me. I came here on my own. But after the preaching, I personally want to make the decision to give my life to Jesus to pray for me. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want me to pray for you so you give your life to Jesus. Wherever you are, I want to lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Say, Pastor, pray for me. God bless you. Pastor, pray for me. God bless you. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I don't want to die and go to hell. Please, pastor, pray for me. For me to have forgiveness of sins. So that I will go to heaven when I die. Please, pastor, pray for me. Let your hand go high. Every eye closed. Let your hand go high. God bless you. All of you whose hands are up. Whose hands are God bless you. Now, if your hand is up, wherever you are, stand to your feet so that I can see you. 
If your hand is up, wherever you are, stand to your feet so that I can see you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if you are on your feet, if you are on your feet, if you are on your feet, I want you to take your Bible, take whatever you came with, and come to me. I'm going to share a word or two with you. You come back to your seats wherever you are. So come to me wherever you are. You stood on your feet to give your life to Jesus. Put your hands together for them as they come. I saw some hands here. Who is, who is making sure they come? God bless you. Come, come. Put your hands together for them. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Put your hands together for them as they come. God bless you. God bless all of you. Now, before we pray for these ones to give their life to Jesus, maybe you are sitting in the congregation and someone invited you to come to church. Not necessarily for the, maybe, I mean, they invited you specifically to come to church. Not for any occasion, but they invited you specifically to come to church and be in church or come to church. And today is your first time of coming. Can you give me a wave? This is your first time of coming here. Someone invited you and said, or you came here on your own. But this is your first time of coming here. Can you give me a wave? Can you give me a wave? Apart from those here, apart from those here. This is your first time of coming here. Can you give me a wave? Okay. All those who came for the first time today. Uh, apart from those who came for the, what do you call that? Naming ceremony. But this is your first time of coming here. Can you give me a wave? You did it? Oh. Can you? Asha, why are you, you are standing there like a, but the person is right in front of you. Even me, I can't see you moving. Can you give me a wave? Is there anybody here also? Oh, okay. Let them come. Let, let her come. The woman was waving at me at the back. If she cannot walk, if she cannot walk, she can sit there when they are going out. You help her to go out. But if it's your first time, can kindly come. God bless you. Put your hands together for them. But most of them have given their life to Jesus. Wow. God bless you. The French service. It's still going on, and today too, I'm going to choose a few to come and talk about your friends. So, and I will choose from anywhere. So, but please, those of you here, I want you to kindly say this with me as another person coming. I know some of you are already born again, but let's all say this together. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. I thank you for today. I thank you for today. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Is the Son of God. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth that Jesus, that Jesus is Lord. Is Lord. From today. From today. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I am yours. I am yours. And you are mine. And you are mine. I thank you. Thank you. That my sins are forgiven. That my sins are forgiven. And you wash me with the blood of Jesus. And I am a child of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you for listening to Active Word by Bishop Ishmael Sam. For copies of today's message or any other message by Bishop Sam, please contact us on 
0302-534-816 or visit us at Loyalty House International, Abid Dawenya. You can also send Bishop Sam an email at pastorishmael at yahoo.com. For prayer and counseling, you can contact us on 0246-939-984. To support this program, send your donations via mobile money to 055-874-2922 or 050-940-0044. You can join us in worship via YouTube and Facebook Live at Bishop Ishmael Sam hyphen DHMM. Also at Loyalty House International HQ page. You can also join us in worship this and every Sunday in our powerful gathering service at 9 a.m. at the Loyalty House International Abedowenya. God bless you.